at one point we're on a longer sustained climb. Steven attacks and a couple of guys behind me go, what, why, why are you not following that? I'm like, cause one, he's, he's a cat one and two, he's not from Tennessee. And they're like, yeah, he's a cat too. And he's from Tennessee. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, for a hump day episode of <laughs> Coaches on Couches. Being very slouchy. Yeah, we're a bit of a cluster. We are. This is not going smoothly today. No. But you can't win them all. Can't win them all. <laughs> we, uh, we had to change days on you. Sorry about that mm-hmm. for the late notice. But uh, yeah, we got, a, we got a decent topic today. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Topic today being our best and worst race moments and what we learned from them. That's the important thing, yeah. right? It's uh, it's one thing to have good and bad experiences, but we got to learn from Absolutely. from those. Analyze, learn, improve. Absolutely. I am Coach Dale Sanford. I am Coach Brian Funston. We are co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunch athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. Not this couch. You can find out more about us by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube, which we are streaming live on today. Mm -hmm. We think at (laughs) buildpeakcompete or Instagram at BBC performance. Excellent. A little uh, housekeeping. Free race entry. Bam. The winner. Winner, winner. STT. Stacy Taylor Thomas. Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas. <laughs> That's the main thing that I thought about. Uh, just, Any relation to Jonathan relation? Taylor Thomas? I'm guessing not. All right. Well, Stacy. Watch your uh, watch your Facebook Messenger, and uh, we'll pass on the code for your free entry into the Heat Wave Triathlon June 1st. 2019. Congrats. Congrats. That's awesome. Gonna be a great race. Gonna be a good one. Now get training. Yeah. Time time (laughs) to train up. Time to get all trained. Shout outs. Shout outs. Let's kick it off. I'll start. Go for it. Alberto Betial. I'm glad you did that one. EF. Education first. Team that our our homie Nate Brown's on. Yeah. Rocking the pink. Uh, in, in arguably the toughest one-day classic of the year, the, the uh, Ronde van Vlaanderen, the Tour of Flanders, yep. rides away from the elite group uh, like the last 20K over some cobbles still and uh, takes his first win as a professional, which essentially has like made his life. Yeah, perfectly awesome. timed mm-hmm. uh, attack. And... I mean, you got to give it up to the team as well because there, mm-hmm. what, there was three people, three, three F, uh, EF Education First riders in that that lead group when it just started mm-hmm. blowing up. I think most in, most important there is you learn a lot from watching races like this. Uh, and one of the big things was he wasn't one of the key marked guys, mm-hmm. but everyone else just sort of marked each other out of the chase. It's like yep. instead of getting together and coordinating a chase, it was attacks. And people just sort of, you know, 
negating negating the chase by uh, by there being no uh, cohesion. Yeah, there was zero cohesion had, toward them. Everybody's like, "Well, when's uh, when's Vanderpool gonna yeah. gonna make yeah. his move?" Yeah, that was a <laughs> another side story. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, I got a few here. So Liz Hall, nice first overall female at the Cardinal Five K. Nice. Uh, Adrian Hall. Hmm. No they, relation. They are, in fact, <laughs> uh, a, a, a thing. Nice, nice. Uh, second overall male at the Wolfman Duathlon. Swampy mess there this weekend. Uh, and then our boy Philip the Machine Young, third overall at the Rebel Man Try. Nice. Try season has begun. Last one, uh, also at the Wolfman, the male relay, Willis Porter, a boy, gets the win. Maybe. Him and Lucas Charles, I believe. Yeah. Uh, with the win. So on a swampy, muddy day. So. It was. Good work to all of you. We got one good luck this week to the folks that are uh, going to take on the Los Locos. It's a local uh, duathlon mm-hmm. here. Los Locos Do is on Sunday this week. And uh, if you got nothing better to do on Sunday and you're local, come grip, on down. Grip and rip, man. Grip and rip. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to we it. Got, we're, we're crunched for time as it is. All right. So we're going to talk about our best and worst race moments and what we learned from them. Um, personally, I feel like I don't learn a whole lot from really good race days. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, when everything goes right and you just feel great, um, you know, it's, you get just so very few of those anyways, Mm -hmm. but I I don't, most of my like best, my bests were like bests that could have gone a little better Mm -hmm. or, you know, were really good for a while and then something happened. Mm-hmm. So I actually learned something. So like, as far as my, my personal, like as far as cycling goes, my best, um, probably one of the best days I've ever felt on the bike was Cookville road race. I remember that one. A few years ago. Um, so I made it into like bridged across with another rider to two other guys, uh, all cat ones. I was the only cat two in the group. And I was like having delusions of grandeur. It was like one of your first Cat Two races, if I remember right. Uh, I'm I'm not sure about that, but like it's there's a lot of climbing on mm-hmm. that course, and I usually have no business being anywhere near long sustained climbs. Yeah, when you bridge, that was after the first three climbs. Like it's the race started with like three climbs, yeah. kind of right in a row. Yeah, and that's that's part of what I learned here, uh, but. So all of a sudden, it was me and, and three other cat ones, and all of a sudden, three other guys show up, and mm-hmm. one of them was Stephen Bassett, who... Shout out! Stephen Bassett <laughs> yeah. just wins Joe yeah. Martin stage race. Wins uh, Joe Martin this weekend, UCI, overall. UCI, yeah, big level race. He just won. So Stephen shows up, and uh, you know I'm kind of like looking around, and I, the two guys who were with him were cat ones. I knew mm-hmm. it, just based on their number. Yep. And... Uh, and and I thought Steven was a cat one. I thought Bass was a cat cat one. So I was like, I'm still the only cat two in this group. And now we have more people. All I have to do is hang on. I can cut deals and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I just got to make it to the last bit. Because this is when it was the state road race. Yeah, it was a state road yeah. race. So like, uh, if you're the first cat two, you know, you win the jersey. Yep. Um, so at one point, we're on a longer sustained climb. Steven attacks. And... A couple of guys behind me go, what, why Why are you not following that? I'm like, because one, he's 
oh, he's a cat one and two, he's not from Tennessee. And they're like, yeah, he's a cat two and he's from Tennessee. <laughs> and so, so I was like, so I think we're already getting to some of the learning, yeah, learning stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Know your competition. So I basically, uh, fell off the back with a couple other people and they were like, you need to get, get that move. They were trying to get me to close the gap. But mm -hmm. I, from that point on, we were already like 50 miles in on the, on the race. I think the total mileage was like 70 something or 80 miles. Uh -huh. And, uh, and so I had to go into like chase mode for three guys, you know, three, four guys up the road. And they're all like, uh, like super strong yeah. cat ones. And then you got Bassett and, yeah. and, so, and so I chased my butt off and could not get close. And so it was, it was, had to be, and at that point I was in such chase mode that couldn't think about, I didn't think about drinking or eating or anything like that. Yeah. And so it was probably up the last, the last major climb. Uh, like I was just falling apart at that point and it happened so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, but the race didn't end well, but for three quarters to 80% of the race, I felt like a, a beast. Uh, but the biggest things I learned there were one, you got to know your competition. Yes. Like if you're in a race and you're racing to win, you have to know your competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, so that's a, that's a big, and, and all, yeah, also in like a state road race like that, where they do give two different jerseys, you can almost have, you know, two or three different races going on right. within, within the race. Right. So knowing how tactics will change, who would chase, who would not, based on what category someone is and what state they're from, yeah, is huge. That's that's big. If you're racing in a state race, you got to know, mm -hmm. who, like especially the combined field, who's uh who's what category and what yep. state they're from. Yep. Uh, so that was a big learning experience uh, because had I maybe gone with that move, I could have at least maybe maybe found the podium that day mm -hmm. uh, in Cat Twos, and. Uh, would have would have then been probably a highlight of all time best cycling uh, days mm -hmm. just based on the course and uh, it doesn't suit me so yeah I remember my legs were cramping so bad up that last climb oh by the time the race was over I was destroyed yeah I mean my I was in total mm -hmm. lower body cramps everything it was it was ended up being a horrible end of the race but <laughs> uh, yeah it was but overall like I learned a ton from it. Yeah. Uh, especially, f uh, from the hydration side of it, just, you can't get so in, like, so focused on the race that you forget to eat and drink. Like, this is going to sound kind of similar to one of my, well, this, uh, yeah. And yeah, we'll get to my worst day, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was pretty much, that was pretty much it. And, you know, just knowing the competition and even knowing the course, because on that, like I had studied the course pretty well on that race, which is part of the reason why I I did better on the, on the sustained climbs because yeah. most of the time for the first two of those sustained climbs, I was off the front. Mm -hmm. So I didn't go like crazy. Like I didn't go like really hard, but I got off the front and got myself a nice gap to climb the climb at my pace, which is huge. Yeah. And by the time the group caught me, they, they like, I don't know if it was just the, the part in the climb or what, but it didn't elevate from there they didn't catch me and attack me yeah. so by the time they caught me i was we were already almost to the top and then mm -hmm. you get a long descent and you know you get recovered and then the next one came and i went off the front and went went up at my pace pretty much and then it was after maybe the second or third one when i when i went 
I actually went solo to try to bridge because I knew there was a longer, flatter section. Mm -hmm. And one of the Sonic guys at the time uh, came with me, and we just kind of worked uh, and and bridged up. But um, like that is my number one tactic for like if you're in a race that has climbs and you're not really suited for them, mm -hmm. go off the front. <laughs> Which is similar to what you know that this was. We need to get too far on a talking about every race you've done, but that's what you did at McMinnville, correct? Yeah, from the gun. Which had, what, the first climb came like five miles in or something. Yeah, it's like and a And it was a hard mile. enough 14, 15-minute climb, if I remember right, that you yeah. uh, you got off the front and everyone's like, hey, he's too big to uh, to be a threat on a on the climb. We'll catch him by the top, but perfect for you. Yeah, we got I got off the front and then had a teammate bridge up, mm -hmm. Scott Newberry bridged up, and then it was like two or three other guys and – it was it's a pretty good flat to rolling section before so we could push and get a gap and then we hit this long three mile climb but once you're up the climb like you're like on the you're on yeah. the the uh the ridge yeah and it's flat to flat to rolling so fast mm -hmm. so all you gotta do is get ahead get a, just make get a lead it, get make to the top, the top of the climb yeah. and you know um yeah that's just been my tactic since mm -hmm. day one for for so if you're ever climb racing against Dale and you know that there's a climb coming early in the race, you can expect Dale to go from the gun. See ya. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. Where's he going? Yeah. Top of the climb first. Yep. Sweet. Now worst. Uh, oh wait, no, we got another uh, another best. Yeah, I'll just I'll try to make this one quick. But like this last year at uh, Mighty Might Triathlon, we um, there was kind of put together so a lot of us could race each other. So we had a elite wave start um so it's heads up racing at Which that I point like. yeah it's a lot more fun and so as normal i'm usually a little behind out of the water mm -hmm. and then i hit the bike pretty hard and i caught like all f all of like the top three or four people that swam better than me yeah um right in t2 like right before right at t2 mm -hmm. so i pushed the bike hard enough caught them all and um, so me and another kid who, who was an amazing swimmer, um, and then our buddy Jeff Pfeiffer came out of T2, like 10 seconds apart. And then Philip Young came out maybe 10 seconds behind me. And so when I was leaving T2, uh, Jeff surged to get on the, the kid, I can't remember his name, um, but surged to get on him and then just kept going. And I thought to myself, okay, if I can get, should I surge to get on his shoulder and then just stay on him? Cause I knew I could outkick him. Like as far as if we came down to like a hundred meter sprint, like mm -hmm. pff, easy peasy. <laughs> but I was afraid that if I surged and cause there's a hill, right? Like, like right after the start of the run, there's yeah. a long three quarter mile climb. I was afraid if I surged too hard that he'd make a move on the climb and then I'd get dropped and blow up. Explode. Yeah. And, so I didn't surge and he ended up surging on the climb anyways. And then I had to try to like, you know, do what I didn't want to claw, do on trying the climb. Trying to claw back on the climb. And it, and that's the worst time to have to try to put out a, a massive mm -hmm. effort. So my, my learning, learn thing I learned there was like, if you're close to somebody out of, out of T, T2, Put in the surge to get on them and then just stay with them. Mm -hmm. Like see what happens. Mentally, it's so much easier to stay with somebody mm -hmm. than to like see them 10, 15, 20 meters up and try to hold that gap. Hold oh, the shoulder, sure. don't hold the gap. Yeah. So 
that's it. That's my that's my best. I like it. One of my best race days. I like it. So how'd you end up on I that one? Second. second? Yeah, second. I got second. Nice. Worst. Sure. What do we got? Easy. Dale's like, I don't know, man. There's been so many. Yeah. I've had a lot of uh, bad... <laughs> which e, which, e, which uh, ambulance experience? Yeah, I've had a lot of bad days, and they all surround hydration. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst is easily... the uh, I did a half Ironman in, in Effingham, Illinois. I don't think it actually exists anymore, but at the time, it was the cutting-edge classic. I've done the it city more. or the race? What the yeah, the city? <laughs> yeah, Effingham's still there. I'm pretty sure. Effingham's still there. Okay. But yeah. um, it's a cutting edge classic uh, in Effingham, and the um, this was the first year I did it, and I made a lot of mistakes going into that race. One was going out on the lake the day before and getting sunburned, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. and had a couple of beers on the boat, mm. and uh, was probably not carbo loading. The carbo loading not, was yeah. not the best idea. Did not start the race hydrated well. Yep. And then it was like the hottest day of the year in Effingham, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of the course was on fresh blacktop. It was just blazing, blazing hot. Yeah. Was not prepared for it. And so you, you know it's hot. Like that was like, I knew it was hot. So I was like, I got to drink more. I got to have more fluids. And so I did. I drank like seven bottles on a 56 mile bike. And I was on the bike for maybe, I think it was two hours and 20 four minutes or something like that uh-huh. and i got stopped by a train yeah got stopped by a train on the ride too um but i ended up uh ended up having a pretty good uh a pretty good bike and our buddy will stoffel was already like he's he was off the bike he was actually came off the bike in first or second or something like that and uh he like fell off in a ditch and the race officials made him stop um, I drank seven bottles on the bike and then got off the bike and was just cramping. Like mm-hmm. could barely walk the bike into T2 and legs were already just cramping like crazy. So I made a really good decision to go and keep doing the race. <laughs> and Sarcasm. Yeah. So I drank at every aid station, uh, Gatorade mm-hmm. and water at every aid station. So whatever sodium was in that, fluid i was diluting it anyways um so i was sweating a ton but i was putting in a bunch of a bunch of fluid that was really not helping me out electrolyte wise um and so i finished the race throwing up everywhere full body cramps ended up going to the er getting a bunch of fluids pumped into my body and uh like there's a we have a video of a more detailed explanation of the story if you want to watch it uh it's on our youtube channel uh, but, um, it was just a horrible, horrible, horrible day. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing, this is where like the light switched or, or, you know, had that light bulb moment where, uh, there's something more to this hydration thing than just fluid. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I drank a ton during, I got done with the race when I was cramping and the ambulance guys were like shoving water down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, like I just got worse and worse and worse and worse. So um, that's where I was like, well, there has to be something more. And that's where kind of like you, I started researching more on like the effects of like what electrolytes do for you, you know, in your body and realizing that that was a huge part of it versus just the fluid, uh, the fluid side of hydration, um, you know, which is 
and and I had these problems for years, and yep. which is why we got into this sweat sodium testing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, and you know, while it was the worst, probably the worst day of racing I've ever had in my entire life, um, it spawned a, mm-hmm. a pretty pretty good uh, you know thing for us helping people like yep. help myself. I've never I've not had any other issues since getting electrolyte stuff in check. Uh, and we've probably helped at this point 200, yeah. 250 athletes yeah. uh, locally trying to dial in theirs as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest mistake people make or, or misconception maybe is that hydration it means getting fluid in you when right. really you need the fluid going in that's got the proper electrolytes, yep. sodium primarily to counteract what you're what you're pumping out you've got if you're pumping out a lot more than you're putting in yeah uh, just drinking water dilutes it even more and now you put yourself into an even bigger problem you can be fluid dehydrated and you can be electrolyte dehydrated you know sometimes they go hand in hand but sometimes they don't Mm -hmm. and that was the day i learned about hyponatremia yep so you don't want to learn about that yeah you do not want to learn about that all right funston best all right, my best. Uh, I've got two of them. Since you did two, I decided I was going to do two as well. Uh, Iron Horse Road Race. So uh, this is one of my f- favorite races, uh, even though it really does not suit me at all. So Colorado, Durango to Silverton. First race I ever did, and I had a horrible uh, experience from a result standpoint, but um, I loved the challenge so much. So I, I decided that you know, I probably needed to train for this. I actually trained, put in a lot of hard work to try to do the race um, again and see how how fast I could go. Um, and, I, and I felt like I was going to be, or I could be competitive. Um, so this was in the cat 4-5 field. So I was still pretty new to racing. But um, I, it's my favorite uh, or best, most one of my most memorable races because I raced it super smart. So big field. We all leave from downtown Durango. You got some rollers to start with. Um, and I knew from the, the two previous times I'd done it that uh, it separates right away on the first first climb. You climb, uh, what, 5,600 feet or so uh, over the course of yeah. like a 30-something mile span, 35-mile span maybe. Um, so I knew I needed to be near the front, and I knew I needed to conserve as much as I could uh, leading into that, which I did. So I stayed near the front, stayed out of the wind. I was just conserving. Um, I was hydrating, you know, I was really paying attention to all the details. Um, and I, I climbed the first climb with the lead group. And, and now there's a group of about 15 of us, uh, 20 of us maybe, um, after the first climb. And then it kind of flattens out and you got a little bit of a rolling section. And uh, there was people like trying to get a rotation going. And I was like, why, why would I want to rotate when this is like, you know, this is the selection. There's no, like everyone else is gone. Mm-hmm. If they've already been dropped on the previous climbs, they're not, they're not going to come back to us and now be a threat on the two, two climbs we've still got. So there's one guy I remember. Which are way worse. Yeah, which are way worse. Yeah. You know, a six mile climb or almost six mile climb at, uh, what, 6% or something uh, was, was coming. Yeah. So this guy's trying to get a rotation going. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not feeling good. So I just faded to the back and kind of got, a free ride as all these other people had been convinced to rotate. So again, I'm racing to my, my strengths. I'm trying to conserve as much as I can. I'm trying to race as smart as I can. Um, and then the, the big climb, Colbank pass, um, that's that six, six ish mm-hmm. mile, uh, climb. Um, I didn't, even though I really wanted to go with the, 
the leaders had started separating right away. I felt like I could have put a dig in and, and stayed with them. Um, but I knew it was probably going to come at a cost. So right at the base, I was like, just ride your own, just ride your own tempo. So I just rode my own and some people, you know, tried to go with initially and then they got spit out the back and I just really conserved and, and sort of listened to my body and tried to get as much out of myself as I could on coal bank. Um, and I took advantage of the downhill after that. So you got a three mile descent. Um, and I caught a few more. So I'm like in my mind, I'm keeping track of like where I'm at. And at this point I'm like, I, I think I'm like eighth on the road. Um, and we hit Mola's pass, which is a four mile climb. And it's got a steep section in the middle. And I see the guys that are like seventh and sixth, they're up ahead of me. And I was like, all right, well, I need to just like do what I can to over the course of this four miles, like get them close enough to where on the downhill, either I can chase them back or, uh, um, you know, possibly try to try to you know drop them or something on the downhill since I'm a, a bigger dude. And uh, we get to that steep section, they like pull away from me on the steep section. I'm like, oh no! You know, once we get to the downhill, it's gonna be tough to chase them. Going up Mollus. Going up Mollus yeah. still. Yeah, there's a steep section, but I knew the course really well. Some I'd I, you know I'd been riding it quite a bit because my my parents have a place near there. And uh, I get past the steep section, they gained on me, and I was like. I've got to put a dig in to be on them starting the downhill. And I just buried myself because I knew I was going to get that recovery. Um, so I just buried myself to, uh, to get on their wheels. And uh, so we all start the descent together. And unfortunately, you know, I tried to drop them a couple times on the descent. And I learned it's that it's really tough. To, <laughs> and it was not a super technical descent. No, There's a little not. bit that's technical, but... Uh, it was not happening at all. I should have just been conserving, but I knew we still had like, it's almost a mile, uh, from the base of the climb or the, the descent, you kind of ride right through Silverton, which is a really cool finish. So you, yeah. it finishes on the far end of Silverton and I, I get to like the final like hairpin at the bottom before we're yeah. about to enter the city and my chain, it turns out my chain, I had shifted like during under pressure, I guess, I don't know, but somehow I had twisted my chain and like wrapped it up. I don't even know how I did it. So I think it must have fallen off. And then I, as I pedaled, I guess must have twisted it. So I ended up having to run like through downtown. <laughs> so I ran like the last uh, almost a mile, I guess, uh, and still finished. I, I still finished top fifteen. So going from what two years prior, you know, finishing at three hours and thirty minutes or so to this year with the run. Yeah. I finished at like 2:45, um, but the two guys I was with were like 2:35. So it was a super, um, super solid result for me. And I think one of the best things um, mentally for me was it was like, okay, well, you know, you you did well on a race that really doesn't suit your body type yeah. and size. Yeah. Um, and so it let me know that all the hard work I'd put in, and the fact that I executed on a game plan. Um, you know, yeah. all, all sort of came together and gave me a lot of confidence going forward. And it just kind of, it just kind of doubles up that knowing the course, mm -hmm. especially if it doesn't suit you, knowing the course exactly. where, like where you could make a dig because you knew you were going to get the recovery. Yeah. You, you're mentally, you can go harder, press up over, and then you know, you've got three to four miles of down to flat and mm -hmm. you can, you can recover. Exactly. All right, next race. So totally different than the Iron Horse. Um, the Mississippi Grand Prix has always been one of our teams. No longer in existence either. But uh, 
uh, one of the races that we always targeted, one of the few stage races out there. And I love the race because it's a combo of a lot of different disciplines. You got a Friday night criterium on a technical course. Mm -hmm. So uh, positioning is super huge. You know, we learned over the years, you got to be in good position on that course. Um, The road race has a lot more, you know, it's a lot of rolling hills. And tactically, you just got to be super smart on that. Um, the time trial short, something that suits a lot of, a lot of the guys on our team. So we've always done well on that, uh, race as a whole. And this was one of my favorites because I was coming back from injury. That's when I'd broken my, uh, acetabulum, which one? the hip socket, which, which injury. And, uh, you know, we had a great team that was, that was going there. We raced so well together in the crit. Um, you know, we, it was all, all together by the end. We all finished same time. So stage race time matters. Ate it? That may have been the one. Did you eat it that one? I oh, at the very the, the last lap, like two laps to go. That's or right. Yeah, yeah. That, the uh, that think whatever think, think for, finance. Yeah, think finance team thought they were. That's right. Yeah, they were uh, United so Healthcare, and they swung it wide and put me into the curb. But they gave you same time, right? I think they gave you same time. I, yeah. I think everyone that wrecked, yeah, they, they gave same time still. Yeah. So uh, you know, the crit. We had a lot of cards still to play. We knew. You know, myself, uh, Newberry, you all have pretty good TTs over that three-mile range. So tactically, we knew we wanted someone to be in a break. If you can be in the break, now you're racing for the overall in a, in a reduced number of people. Mm. Um, and it uh, just you know worked out where the race was hard enough. The team had done a great job. We'd been represented in moves. And I followed the, uh, a move from Matt Davis, who has won that race numerous times and it was one of those like in that split second where i saw him rolling i followed and suddenly we're in an eight-man move where you know it ended up being the top eight in the overall yeah and i was i was smart on that you know i was conserving i wasn't overworking uh davis was shown to be the one of the strongest guys and he was pulling through super hard and i was behind him initially so each time he'd pull through he's pulling through hard and i'm like having to surge to get around him in this in this breakaway uh, rotation we've got going so i immediately like did that like twice and i was like no there's going to be a better wheel than that to be on and that's when i switched and and got behind the person who was seemed to be the weakest of the people in the group we won't put names on we them. won't put names out there but he was pulling through the easiest so he was a bigger rider, pulling through the easiest. And so I was able to get around him easily. I was conserving, and I was watching other people having to surge past Davis each time he came through. And I'm like, this yeah. is perfect. Uh, and so I had to, uh, it was top, I think I got second in the road race, um, attacking really early. I knew I wasn't going to beat Davis in a, in a heads-up sprint or anything, but I ended up jumping early and held it off, uh, or held everyone off but him. Um, and then TT, uh, you know, always had pretty decent TTs there and ended, uh, ended up, you know, just a few seconds off the lead. So then going into the last day, you know, you guys and the rest of the team were awesome, uh, controlling things on that, uh, circuit race course, but it was still a close race because there was the time bonus. So I was top three going into it and, uh, we knew we had to like not give up time to to people in the in the hot spot bonus bonus. yeah exactly so it turned out to be you know a great race i think i ended up second overall um the team rose uh, raced great together it was just uh it's awesome when you see like the tactics come together knowing the courses Mm -hmm. knowing the competition having a strong team team racing well together 
Um, and it was, you know, it was a cool thing. And then overcoming injury is all part of that. Yeah. It was a good weekend. I do remember that one. Uh, we got three minutes to get through my worst. Uh, so River Gorge <laughs> Road Race. Uh, this is one where I pretty much did everything wrong. You know, I went into the race being the uh, a support guy for Ben, um, since that course suits him really well. And so that's Coach Ben. Coach Ben, yep. yep. So I knew I knew going in, like I just had to get to the middle climb ahead of the group. You know, kind of the tactic you were talking about. I didn't know the course that well. Um, I was rolling with an eleven twenty three cassette. That's a bad idea. Which <laughs> horrible idea on that course. So I, I had bad equipment. I didn't prep on that. I, mentally, I was eating and drinking. You know, I essentially kind of the same thing that happened to you. I neglected nutrition because in my mind, I just had to go 25 miles essentially mm. and then help Ben as much as I could and then ride it in. Well, that course doesn't allow you to do that. So yeah. I was low on calories. I wasn't hydrating. Um, I, I ended up riding the final climb. I get dropped right after. I successfully make the breakaway. Um, we were like full gas, ride the climb at my own pace. Um, uh, we get caught or I got caught by the main group, uh, at the top of the climb, which was perfect. And they were just flying. And at that point I realized, you know, it was the first kind of break I had. And I realized, holy cow, I am, <laughs> I'm in a, in a spot of bother, so to speak. <laughs> and the first like grinder after that, I get, uh, I got dropped. So I was actually zero help to Ben, uh, at all. <laughs> And then I still had to make it back to the, I had to make it to the finish. And my gear choice had me climbing up uh, Raccoon Mountain at like 50 RPMs. And I remember going, oh my God, there's a person who was from an earlier race who was walking and I wasn't catching them. They're like walking their bike up and I'm not catching them. And I got to the top. I think I was pretty hyponatremic possibly by that point because I'd been drinking water yep. and nothing else. And I, I spent, gosh, we went to lunch and it was probably two hours where I was just, like not able to open my eyes, like yep. so nauseous and Sensitivity so like, to light yeah, and... I was just like, thought I was going to die. Um, but it was, you know, bad mindset, bad nutrition, bad equipment choice. Uh, mentally it went into it, you know, in the, in the wrong frame of mind, didn't think about the whole thing. And so I made a lot of mistakes and learned from a lot, all, yep. all of those actually. Yeah. That was pretty good. Bam. We're doing pretty good. All right. So 1144. So before we sign off here, tell everybody the reason we're doing Wednesday uh, today is because yeah, first year for this uh, this ride it's it's going to be from Chattanooga to Nashville. It's the it's the blue and green day, uh, one hundred and fifty mile ride. So I was asked to represent kind of the west side of Tennessee um, for this this event, and uh, I guess most people probably don't realize that. Uh, this is like organ and tissue donor awareness. Uh, the day is uh, Friday, tomorrow, or two days from now, I guess. And so this ride is to help bring awareness to, to the amount of lives you can save if you register and sign up as an organ and tissue donor. Um, so they're, the, uh, we're going to follow crew and all kinds of stuff uh, along the way. They're going to be live tweeting, I guess. Um, so if you want to follow along, you can, uh, if you go to bethegifttoday.com, all the social media sites are at the bottom of that, and that is also a way you can sign up uh, as an organ and tissue donor. Um, or you can go to at Donate Life Tennessee on, I believe, Instagram and Twitter, um, and then you can also find it on Facebook. 
That's at Donate Life TN. TN, yes, sorry. Donate Life TN. <laughs> but I think the Facebook page is at Donate Life Tennessee right now. Gotcha. All, All right. right. So it should be fun. Yeah. Um, well, have a good ride. It's going to be uh, a long day. You guys ride safe. Definitely. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. Adios. Thank you.